0: Today on the podcast, I want to talk about AI and education, and there's some really interesting news about some really interesting applications in AI coming out of Google's YouTube, how they're implementing AI for some really interesting educational stuff, but I also want to talk about um, some broader ideas around how I believe AI will be implemented into education and how AI is going to revolutionize education. So without further ado, let's jump into it. So the first thing to talk about is kind of the big headline story, a recent article Um, in TechCrunch broke the news that YouTube is testing AI-generated quizzes on educational videos. First off, I think this is an absolutely amazing use case. So essentially, they're experimenting with adding um, AI-generated quizzes on their mobile app for iOS and Android, which are designed essentially to help the viewers learn more about a subject featured in an educational video. So the idea with this feature is also for it to help um, the video sharing platform get a better understanding of how well each video covers a certain topic. You know, there's always kind of like a double-edged sword on these kind of stories. So on the one hand, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of funny. Like on the one hand, um, it's a cool feature. On the other hand, it's almost like more the ability for YouTube to gather more data for its ad network to see how relevant certain ideas or topics or, you know, how well a video covers something. So that's kind of interesting. And maybe some people have privacy issues with that. So that'll be an interesting um thing to cover but I think one thing that's really awesome is like the fact you know when I was in college even um, a lot of different classes as homework they'd say hey watch like x y and z YouTube videos and then you come to class and they do quizzes on you know something you might have learned from a YouTube video or whatever this is going to be a real cool way for YouTube to kind of in embed that right in I'd be curious to see if they'll you know create a platform or a way for educators to be able to um, see what their students rated or maybe even for parents, right? You have to imagine this has to live somewhere. Like these quizzes have to be viewed by someone other than just YouTube. Like what, YouTube's gonna rate your kids on how well they retain something from a YouTube video. Um, So I think that's, to me, the more interesting aspect if they start integrating this in a way that like, you know, parents might be able to view it and uh, help their kids or educators, teachers might be able to see how their students have responded to the the quiz questions and maybe take a load off of teachers or a load off of parents. But overall, I think this is a really cool concept. Essentially, the AI generated quizzes um, were recently noted on their experiments page yesterday, um, but they're going to be rolling out globally to a relatively small percentage of users that watch a quote unquote a few educational videos. Um, And so the quiz feature is only available for different, uh, just for a handful of portions of the English language content that is going to be there. Um, And that's going to appear on the home feed as links under recently watched videos. So I think what's interesting is the fact that not all of YouTube's experiments actually end up making it onto the platform. So they have said, right, this is an experiment. This isn't necessarily like an instant rollout of a platform-wide feature. So because of that, I do think it's going to be something to watch and see if this is actually something that, you know, sticks around, if this is something that is going to be permanent on the platform, or if this is one of the many things that is going to end up on the Google graveyard Twitter account. So I think we're not really sure exactly at the moment how many people um, are going to be seeing this, especially if they're, you know, not in school. Um, and also we're not sure how many people are going to be wanting to take these quizzes while you might be, you know, scrolling through YouTube, especially if you're not in school, like I said, because, um, if you're not a student, yeah, you know, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how this is rolled out because if this is just like a thing where it's like, oh, students test your retention of this like thing, like, I think you'll get a relatively small amount of people that actually want to just like voluntarily participate, AKA fill out a survey or just more ad revenue or ad data for YouTube. So I think if that's their implementation and their angle with this, it'll be pretty dumb. If they're able to um, make this a a really useful tool with schools, which there is precedent that they might be moving in that direction. So I do have hope for it. And if that's the case, I think this will be, you know, really powerful, really cool tool. Um, YouTube does, though, have a really long established um, kind of history as a destination for people to learn things, right? Um, Whether that's, you know, I've learned how to, replace parts on a car before and do all sorts of landscaping and cleaning you know my roof and different random things i always go to youtube for that and so i think this whole kind of what people call quote-unquote edutainment um is a whole area on youtube you have really big accounts like how to basic or ted ed um that essentially are popular educational youtube channels that are you know teaching you how to do something or about a specific topic and like channels like that i think um, I think TED-Ed has, like, over 18 million subscribers. How to Basic has over, like, 17 million subscribers. So these are really large uh, audiences. These are, like, a lot of people are very interested in education on YouTube. There's, you know, there's probably, like, 10,000 really, pop like, super popular, successful educational channels on YouTube. I don't even know them all. I'm always excited when I find a new one. I watch a lot of random, like, engineering channels on YouTube where they build cool little robotics or toys. I'll watch that with my son to try to you know, get them interested in engineering and and building things. And so I think this is really uh, definitely a very big space. I think it's this big demograph on YouTube. Um, And so I think in addition, like I mentioned earlier with, you know, when I was in college, a lot of our teachers were using YouTube um, for homework or for other things, finding a video and having us watch it and then do quizzes on it. I think a lot of teachers go to YouTube to create educational content or to discover like new videos they can share to add extra perspective on a specific topic. And I know from my own experience, I've um, seen, you know, both cases when I taught at university, I would often upload content to YouTube, send it out to the students. Sometimes I just keep it as a private video, right? Um, Or sometimes it'd be public and I would have, you know, students, watch that and use that for whatever our next you know section or whatever our next topic that we were studying would be so i think for that um and for people that generally genuinely want to learn more about a topic the new quiz feature could be an effective way to gain a little bit of a deeper insight into the material and there is precedent for uh, in my opinion um youtube going in the right direction with this and partnering with educators because just recently a little bit earlier this year youtube actually partnered with crash course which is a popular Um, YouTube channel. It's got like 1.6 billion views. I think it's got almost 50 million subs. It's run by John and Hank Green. But Crash Course uh, and Arizona State University partnered with YouTube and they launched what's called its uh, Study Hall Initiative, which essentially gives college students free access to four main courses um, that are covering a, a bunch of different topics. So pretty much college math, U.S. history, English composition, and a couple more. So Um, it's a pretty popular channel and the fact that YouTube is kind of partnering with them and also ASU in this move, I believe is a good, is a good step in the right direction. I think I'd like to see more of those kind of, um, you know, partnerships and, and asking, you know, educators, what would be useful for them finding ways to integrate into tools that they can actually, uh, use these quizzes to test their students instead of simply you know just i don't know throwing a a random quiz on there and telling you hey congratulations you did well on your random youtube quiz that will be used to gather data to sell you more ads like i don't think that will be the sales pitch they want And so i think the sales pitch they want is um these these quizzes will be built using ai which i think is an awesome application for ai it's an awesome application for education in general and uh yeah i think that's the that's the angle that they want to take I think overall, there's a couple of different areas that I myself have realized will be really big for AI, for ChatGPT, um, specifically in education. And so I wanted to cover those real quick um, with you. The first one is personalized tutoring. Obviously, I think one of the most exciting possibilities with ChatGPT is just its potential to deliver personalized results um, to every student, every learning style, every space, and so, or every pace of learning. And so I think that will be a big one. The other one is supplementing classroom teaching. So, in addition to whatever you learn in the class, which, in my personal opinion, is a broken, archaic system—ooh, controversial, right? Um, I think that this definitely needs to be supplementary. I think um, you want a kid to go on ChatGPT and ask a bunch of questions about a topic and learn about it with their own questions, um, because it it walks them through how they process. A certain topic or situation, and you want to make sure that everything's covered. But I think ChatGPT could do a really awesome job of doing that, uh, supplemental to the classroom teaching that uh, that they get there. The third one is enhancing accessibility. I think that um, the fact that ChatGPT is obviously always on your phone at any time, you can ask it any question like Google. It's going to have the same impact where people are getting questions very rapidly. Um, another one is just essentially helping to develop. Critical thinking skills. And I'm not saying that ChatGPT necessarily is going to teach you or your child or someone critical thinking skills, but I do think that um, it can help them develop uh, processes for thinking. I think you can argue uh, that the utility of AI in education goes beyond sem- essentially just learning facts and figures. Um, and with an AI tool like ChatGPT, students could essentially be encouraged to ask more questions. Um, challenge the AI's response and develop their own critical thinking skills. Now, the funny thing about that is I think it's really important. We've seen this out of Japan's um, Ministry of Education recently, where they have essentially said You're, it's important that we are all teaching our students the fact that AI can make stuff up. And and they literally have the educators over in Japan um, giving them fake information that AI generated and saying, you know, spot this or double fact check it and like teaching them the importance of doing that. Um, and they're actually applying that, and so in a way, I think that developing critical thinking skills is something that's going to inevitably happen uh, from the use of ChatGPT. And a lot of people talk about the negative side effects of, you know, AI hallucinating, which of course they exist. But I think one of the positive side effects is it will cause you to, it will cause people to question the information they receive um, and do their own research to dig a little deeper. Um, in whatever way they plan on doing that and to try to find really good res- results and to fact check everything that they get and of course people are like oh no we don't want to teach kids to I don't know wait I don't know how that's too controversial I don't know how that would be controversial to teach kids to be um, to be critical thinkers and to think critically about all the information they're presented in every forum right like everything you're taught in school isn't necessarily accurate or true Wow, that might be controversial, but it's it's true, right? Like we change history, we we learn new facts, we learn new archaeological data. The new evidence emerges on different um, law cases. Like facts and information change all the time, and so I think um, critical thinking will be developed as you know kids learn that AI can hallucinate, and you know what other what other things in the world do they need to question? What other ideologies uh, should be uh, considered? Should they dig deeper on? Um, it's really interesting. I feel like myself in particular. The the older I get, um, the more of my worldviews I end up challenging, and many of my worldviews have changed drastically over the last number of years. Even over the last, you know, two or three years, on a lot of different topics, um, my opinions on AI have changed a lot since you know ChatGPT launched. And uh, even over the last few months with the new data and new information, I have um, new concerns about AI, new thoughts about AI, how it's getting implemented. And I think a lot of that is just developed critical thinking on um, a lot of that is due to the fact that I think I have done a lot of my own independent fact checking, which I think is super important for people in education and students to learn how to do. So overall, I'm really excited for the implications of AI in education. I see this as being a really big um A really big space so it'll be very interesting to follow this into the future thank you for listening to today's podcast episode breaking down how ai is impacting your industry today's episode is sponsored by aibox a no-code ai app builder and marketplace which just launched a crowdfunding campaign